Welcome to the Random Wellness Podcast with your host, Nicole Van Quaito, nutritionist, owner, Simply Nick, and taco enthusiast. Join me each week for all things random wellness, including intuitive nutrition, entrepreneurship, holistic living, good vibes, and a dash of woo-woo. I hope this podcast gives you a good laugh, teaches you something new, and helps you up-level your health. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. And welcome back to the Random Wellness Podcast with myself, Nicole Van Quaitham. I'm super excited to introduce to you Madeline Miles, also known as Madeline's Cookbook on Instagram and YouTube. She is so lovely, and I'm so happy that she was on the podcast today. We chatted all things hormones, and she also shared her personal journey and what led to her getting into the health and wellness industry. So I'm very grateful for her for sharing that with all of us today and also chatting about hormones. I think it's really important topic and a lot of the things that we chat about today are things that we don't learn about, you know, in school or like health class. So in today's episode specifically, we actually chat about um, the menstrual cycle, the different phases of our cycle and how to support your body during these different times. So I really hope you enjoy today's episode and let me know what you think. What is your favorite food? Oh my gosh. I hate this question. Um, <laughs> like all of it. Avocados are really mm. high up there, but so are bananas and sweet potatoes. All great choices. So and chocolate, like dark chocolate. I don't know. <laughs> this is too hard. You can't ask me that. <laughs> that ends up being the hardest question of the whole interview. For is real. I love. What it. is yours? Um, honestly, probably pizza, which is funny because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> But like, I just that's a that. meal. You can't. That, that's a meal. I, okay. Okay. Like a meal. <laughs> Favorite food would then probably have to be chocolate. Like I love, mm. and probably dark chocolate too. Like that's yeah, mm, the best. Dark chocolate stuffed with nut butter is like life changing. <laughs> oh no. Okay, we can't talk about food any longer. Me, you're hungry. in Canada, right? I you're am. In Yes. I wonder, do you guys have Evolved? It's this uh, dark chocolate brand. You do? That one's oh, yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that one's my favorite. I was like, if you don't have it there, I will send you a box. <laughs> I mean, it's a struggle. There's only, like, one place that I can, like, order it from right now. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. It's like, you guys have it good in the U.S. in terms of, like, healthy snack foods? Like, I mean, sort of. Like, everything, like, hides bad ingredients in it which I'm learning right now through school so it's like Mm -hmm. it's like this false misconception that like oh yes we have a a whole array of like healthy products to choose from and like we can't even like trust the toothpaste we're using half of the time so it's like literally goodness more than half of the time yeah for sure okay next hard-hitting question what is your favorite color blue baby blue Okay, perfect. That was an easy one. My I hat color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love blue. Okay. Um, I would say probably green. Okay, I love it. Blue yeah. and green are similar. Yeah, like like nature you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I, like. I love it. I would say white, <laughs> but that doesn't count. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Favorite place you've traveled? Um hmm. well. I my fa- the favorite place that I've lived has been Spain. 
Mm. With the exception of Austin. I'm currently in Austin, Texas right now for any listeners who don't know anything about me. I am living in Austin, Texas right now. I love it. I see myself here for the long term, raising kids here. Mm. Um, But I do have such a travel bug. I've been to just over 16 countries and I even lived abroad in Spain for a while. So Spain will for always forever have my heart. Um, But gosh, Colombia was really, really cool. And Colombia, even though we were there for eight days, like we all agreed, I went with my family, we all agreed that we wanted to go back and keep traveling around the country. So we were doing like two days in each place. And we still were just like, there's so much to see and do here. Like we need to go back. And the culture is so, it's so beautiful and lively. Um, so Colombia was really cool. Uh Oh gosh, it's it's just so hard. Like I've loved everywhere I've gone, honestly. Um, some more than others, of course. But oh, yeah, I know that's that's yeah. another tough question if you're someone who's traveled a lot. <laughs> yes. Do you have a favorite? Oh my gosh, that's hard. Like either India or mm. oh, I don't know. This is so hard. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's so cool. I was in Honduras like three separate times. So like Mm -hmm. that has like a little bit of a special place in my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Um, for sure. Also the more you go somewhere, the more it feels like your home. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's a tough one. India was just so like unexpected and different from anything I've done. So I think that's why I like wish I could spend like two months there and like actually go everywhere you know what I mean yeah what were you doing in India um so I did my undergrad in global development studies so I actually Mm -hmm. did a lot of traveling through my program that's Um, amazing wow yeah so I traveled a lot I feel like in a short period of time during like my Mm -hmm. schooling so yeah but I I went to Hawaii a couple years ago and I loved Hawaii like I just love like the laid back Yes, I've heard great things about Hawaii. One of my friends was there for the last 10 days visiting his friend who just moved there and like he loved it. Yeah, would go back, would recommend. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hit me with your next question. All right, so favorite book or author? It could be like book of all time or even just one you've read recently. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm such a nerd. Like, all the books that I read pretty much have to do with health um, in one form or another, especially like hormonal health. And yeah, so those are a lot of the books I read. I don't really read anything fun. Although I will say I, um, I read over the summer, it's called like the top five regrets of the dying. And that was, um, it was just an awesome book. It kind of reminded me of, uh, why am I forgetting the name of this one book? That's though that, alchemist just how like the alchemist is a book that you can reread over and over again during different points of your life because it will carry a different meaning depending on where you're at at that point in your life so the top five regrets of the dying is a very similar book um and yeah it was it was beautiful i really recommend people to read that now if it's about health female hormonal health um beyond the pill and woman code are great books to get started um now i say to get started because those books are kind of like hormone slash birth control 101. So it's great. It's super easy to digest um, and kind of just understand like, okay, what is, what is the birth control um, doing to my body? What are other um, forms of protection? And if I choose to get off the pill, how can I support my body um, after it's just been depleted of all of these nutrients? Um, 
for for however long you've been on the pill for, whether it was just for a year or whether it was for 10 years. Um, so those two are great books. Now people like are kind of like more into like the science behind it and like the nerdiness. Um, I have a whole list of books as well that I recommend that get a little bit deeper into it and podcast. And yeah, I can send those over to you as well if you want to put them in the show notes. Um, just so people, it's so funny whenever I'm listening to podcasts, like people always like name all these like books and resources. I'm like, I put in paper like what? like do you have an hour notes, please? yeah I'm like can you please put it in the show notes because I like when I'm listening to podcasts they're like talking about all these different books and yeah. other podcasts I'm like can you guys write this down somewhere like I'm because normally I'm listening to a podcast where I'm like power walking or like on totally. a dog or something and I'm like okay guys I'm not just gonna remember all of these resources no I always put in the show notes I'll make sure I do that and then like any others that you recommend I'll include and like selfishly awesome. I love reading like about health and nutrition. So I feel like it's, you know, I, I never want to stop learning. Like I'm dedicated, I've dedicated my life to just forever learning about health and wellness. Um, because it's just so intricate and it's constantly changing as well. Of course, there will always be like the basics yes. when it comes to taking care of yourself um, on just like a fundamental biological level. But, you know, we're constantly learning new things about the human body um, and just like other resources that, you know, are in nature that can help us um, in discovering new things. So I, yeah, I've dedicated my life like I didn't sign anything, but I may as well just sign it. Like I dedicate my life to this forever researching and learning because I feel like we should always be improving ourselves like on all aspects, you know, not just like health and wellness, but mm -hmm. like socially, personally. Um, yeah, we should always be evolving. No one should ever, if you're ever just like, okay, I'm done improving myself. <laughs> I feel like that's like, like, I don't know. I just can't even imagine my, me saying that. Like, okay, I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done learning new information for my life. Yeah. I'm just, no one talked to me about anything that challenges me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna just plateau right here for the rest of my life. I'm good. I give up. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel right. like I always, it's almost like to a fault sometimes I'm like, okay, don't sign up for 50 courses at once. Like slow your roll. Because A, yes. there's less money, and B, like, you can't do 20 things at once, so. Are you a Leo? No, I'm a Capricorn. Oh, okay. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, you sound like me. I'm a Leo. Like, yeah, I just want to do a million things at once, and it's been, like, such a beautiful yet challenging practice to, like, take a step back in all regards of my life and go, it's better to focus on one thing, like, quality over quantity, you know? Like, let's focus on one thing at a time. It's not a race to the finish. Like you're, no one's going to give you a gold medal at the end of life for having finished a million things like crappy, <laughs> you know, like you would rather pat yourself on the back because you finished like one thing and it was beautiful and it was amazing and it lit your whole world up and it helped all these other people. But yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Now, I would love to get to learn more about you and your journey and what led you to be so passionate about health and wellness and like hormone health and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So my, do you want to hear it from like the beginning? I can just give like a, a quick overview. Okay. Yeah, I can give a quick overview. Um, so when I was going into fifth grade, um, so super young, I started seeing therapists because I wasn't sleeping. Um, I was super anxious and, and I had been anxious for most of my childhood, um, with certain things like 
school made me super anxious, um, kind of like friend groups and all that stuff. I went to super small, 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 small Catholic uh, K through eight school. Like there were literally 10 girls in my entire grade. There are 20 guys for some reason, double the amount of dudes. Um, but anyway, anxious kiddo growing up, started seeing specialists when I was in fifth grade. Um, and then end of seventh grade, starting eighth grade, I was diagnosed with anorexia. Um, and it was sort of just like an accumulation of a bunch of things. I mean, you know, there's never just one cause for a mental illness. Um, it's always like an accumulation, especially with eating disorders. It's like a little bit of society, a little bit of family, a little bit of your friends. Um, obviously, like, I, I truly do believe that some people just are born with the, like a gene, like it runs in the family um, and mental illness, especially eating disorders definitely runs in my family on both sides. Um, so yeah, an accumulation of things, a feeling of like I wasn't in control of my life and of what was going on in the home at the time. Um, you know, my dad was an alcoholic and a functioning alcoholic, um, but you know, he there was just a lot of things going on that I didn't feel like I had control over. And that's what it really boils down to when it comes to eating disorders is this control. So yes, my eating disorder, it, um, it really blossomed around like, uh, that's a weird word to use for an eating disorder. It started at the end of seventh grade, going into eighth grade and carried on, on and off throughout um, my senior year of high school. So I say on and off because my parents who are both incredible, like I, both my, my mom and my dad, I'm super close to, um, you know, they were very proactive about my recovery. So they put me in and out of different treatment programs, you know, and I would gain the weight back because I was being forced literally like with feeding tubes at, in some of them um, to put this weight back on. But, you know, I was so like, I just have a very like smart brain already and very stubborn brain. But then with the eating disorder brain on top of that made it me like so manipulative and very like sneaky. And so I knew like if I gained this weight back, you know, I'm going to get out of this program and I can lose it all. And so that's what happened every single time I would relapse. Um, and it was, I was actually living in Spain, uh, my senior year of high school, I graduated early and I moved to Spain and I had lost a bunch of weight when I went there and actually it was very unintentional. Um, it was just very hard for me to find plant-based options um, there. And I was living with the host family the first time I was there. So, you know, I, as a part of the culture and to be respectful, I wanted to eat their food, but in Spanish culture, especially in the North where I was living, the main part of their meals are meat. And then they'll have some like, you know, some lentils or chickpeas and like veggies on the side. Um, but it's like meat and cheese is a, was a lot of the cuisine. And so I, you know, didn't eat that, but I'd eat like the chickpea lentil soup that my host mom would make on the side. Um, and maybe some like avocado to put on it, but like, it was not enough calories. So I like got in this vicious cycle of like, wasn't eating enough. So I wasn't pooping and then was continued to like not eat. Cause I felt bloated and uncomfortable. And like, they took me to the ER there twice. Long story short, I had to come home to Chicago and then my parents, had seen they're like oh my gosh she's literally bones again um so I was hospitalized for two I was hospitalized for one week in Chicago um and then I was stayed home for an extra three weeks um but I told them I was like you know I'm done like I was laying in the hospital bed feeding tubes I had IVs all in me I was like I'm done living this way like this isn't living you know and it's pretty soon like I'm just gonna die one of these times so that was a really pivotal moment in my life. Um, and I was super determined to get back to Spain. And again, like me being the Leo and 
very stubborn girl that I am, I negotiated with my study abroad program, um, my parents and then my doctors to let me go back. And so I was able to go back after putting on a certain amount of weight and I was getting weekly weigh-ins in Spain with my um, host family. And we communicated the weight to my doctors, to the program, because the program was basically like, we are not responsible for her death. Like we don't want to be responsible if she goes over. So it was this huge ordeal that I'm making into a very short story just for purpose of time. Um, But anyway, I got to go back and that's when I really was like, I started to see things differently when it came to health. Um, and I had realized, you know, just like thinking back on all the years of like the traditional Western based practices that we had done to try and, you know, help me recover. I was like, none of those worked. And so, you know, it all starts in the mind. That's what one of my favorite mantras is it all starts and begins in the mind. And so I started to get into more like meditation, um, yoga, not for, and I had been doing yoga before, but it was always like just exercise, you know, but I started to get into yoga, um, into the more spiritual side of yoga and meditation, um, you know, learning about like food is medicine. And for me, I was plant-based at the time and still am. Um, but that was like a whole journey, a separate journey in itself was like learning how to fuel my body with the plant-based diet. Because like many people go plant-based for animals, but then just eat candy. You know, I was like, I need to go plant-based and um, for the environment and for the animals and for my own health um, and wellness, but I want to do it right. You know, like I need to learn what other options there are out there. And, you know, so I, yeah, I just got into like a holistic mentality when it came to wellness, um, starting end of my senior year of high school, beginning of college. Um, And I, you know, thought about switching to the dietetics program when I was in college. Um, I even took a bunch of nutrition classes, aced them all. The dean of the program called me down and was like, you should really switch. And my, the university I went to has one of the top dietetic programs in the United States. And, and I really considered it. And I really did. This was like my sophomore year. Um, but I looked at the course load that I would have to take. Um, and it was just like all things that I, I just didn't want to learn the Western you know, modality. It's not nothing against Western and I'm, I'm learning it now because I'm actually an integrative, um, in school right now to be an integrative health practitioner. And I chose integrative though, because I didn't want to just do like Ayurvedic or just do, um, a specialization in hormones or just do Western medicine. Like I wanted all of the modalities. Like I want to know, cause I believe that every form of medicine has its time and place. And, you know, I get to be, I can be like the most, you know, knowledgeable and powerful in this subject if I get to know all of these different modalities of medicine. So that's what sparked me um, into starting school up again, because yeah, I mean, food really is medicine. And I pretty much just got sick and tired of like listening to doctors tell me like, you need to be on a pill, whether it's for, you know, a lack of being able to sleep or for, you know, birth control purposes. Um, You know, just all of these like super invasive medications and procedures. And I was sick of hearing it myself. I was sick of hearing, you know, my family being told by doctors that they needed to do this and getting stuff removed and all this stuff. And, you know, I've always just had like, it drilled into my like character and personality to question authority. So yeah, so I really started questioning things. And, um, you know, I, I actually haven't even talked about this yet on my blog, but I was diagnosed with Lyme's disease, my junior year of college, um, a mild form of it, but 
I totally freaked out when I found out that I was diagnosed with it. But my dietitian, who's amazing, she went to Baxter University. So she's like a naturopathic um, dietitian. But she, uh, by the way, Baxter is a university in the United States for naturopathic medicine. And it's the best. It's incredible. So she put me on herbs to heal the Lyme's disease, though. And I was like, that's when I truly was like, oh, shit. Like, this stuff's real. Like, I don't need, because I told her, I was like, look, I don't want to go see a, a normal, like, regular doctor because they're just going to put me on a bunch of medications. And then that's going to tax my liver and it's not going to be good for my gut and yada, yada, yada. You know, like, I don't want a short term fix for the limes. I want to get this limes out of here and I want to be healthy afterwards. I don't want any repercussions from having taken pharmaceuticals. So, yeah. So she helped me treat it with herbs and um, vitamins and supplements and, within like a couple of months, I was feeling totally fine again. Um, now again, I didn't have like that severe of a case of Lyme. So if I was in the hospital, then yes, like there are, and that's why, again, back to why I chose integrative medicine, because there are times when integrative or when Western medicine, um, is necessary. You know, if you are about to die, we can't spend a couple months taking herbs. Like we need to do something right now. Um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, long story short, I feel like I just jumped around a bunch. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, sums up why like I'm so passionate about health and wellness. And, you know, through my own experience of having to just deal with this, like literally having to deal with it, whether I liked it or not, and then also passion mixed in with it. Um, and then female hormonal health, I got into last February, because I was just like, again, questioning things. And I was like, okay, I don't even own Advil. Why do I take birth control? Like, what is this really doing to me? So that's when I got Woman Code and Beyond the Pill. And I started reading and researching and listening to podcasts. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get off. So I started cycle syncing my foods and exercises um, and seed cycling for a month before getting off the pill. And once that my pill was, the pack was up, I was like, okay, that's it. And now here I am. Now here I am. And I, my mission is just to like help other females realize that you know, like they don't, there are other options because most of us aren't taught um, how the female body works. Like I was even talking to this female surgeon a couple of weeks ago, uh, a friend of a friend, brilliant woman, I must say, but she looked at my blog and was just like, oh my gosh, like this is incredible. I did not learn any of this in med school. Like she was coming to me for advice on hormones. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like how much time and money did you just spend on med school and they didn't teach you how the female body works, you know? And I mean, it's sad that like when I tell people this story, like most people are like, yeah, I'm not surprised, you know, like everything is based around like the male body and everything is tested on rats and males. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, like I, I just want to like, again, keep learning forever and ever about this and you know, I want to heal my own body. And once I heal my own body, I want to help other females heal their own bodies. So that's my mission. Oh, I love that. And also first, thank you so much for sharing your personal journey and your story. I really appreciate you. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and also like you brought up so many good points too about like hormones and like Western medicine. I'm like totally in the same mindset as you. It's like it, Western medicine absolutely plays a role in certain like circumstances, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times too, it's like just that quick fix, right? And it's hard because totally. you don't grow up learning about these like holistic alternatives. So like we all go to the doctor's office thinking that this is the best option for us because that's all we know. And we're trusting right. a doctor who's an authority figure, right? Mm-hmm. So that actually kind of like 
is a good segue into some of the questions I wanted to ask you. And you were talking about yeah. how you're educated in like female health and like reproductive health. Like I was actually, I'm trying to think, I want to say it was like the goop, like, um, oh, the goop lab. Oh my yes. gosh. I love her stuff. I love her stuff. Yes. And like the one episode on Netflix, it was like, how women just don't even like know like female anatomy like we're literally not taught about like are the you talking about, are you talking about like the sex one about yeah. female orgasm oh my gosh right I so we're not together um anymore because of what not nothing bad happened yeah. I love my ex he's an amazing guy we just distance long distance and whatever but we um this is during quarantine that we watched a bunch of those goops together and I was like sit down and watch <laughs> and he is seriously like the best like he was so and still is like we're really good friends like so supportive of like like getting off the pill and like doing what's good for your body and that's why like it kind of this is off topic but like it hurts me when I hear females be like oh my boyfriend says I can't get off it I'm like who cares like it is your body so Mm -hmm. anyway that was just a little side note that everyone all females listening to this you are incredible and beautiful and you are in full control of your body no one else gets to tell you not even doctors what you get to do with your body ultimately it's your choice yes I love that I feel like a good first question to start off with is explaining like the different cycles and like a female's menstrual cycle because we're I don't think taught that at least I don't remember being taught that in school or sex ed or yeah, no it was through my own I think like holistic nutrition study yeah oh there's different cycles and we need to support our body right <laughs> I know it's so crazy um yeah so there are four cycles in a female's menstrual cycle um the first one is being the menstrual cycle so when you actually bleed um and that's anywhere from like four to I don't know I think like a four to five days is pretty healthy and normal um and so that's the first cycle the second cycle is the follicular phase and then the third is the ovulatory phase and the fourth is the luteal phase which i'm actually in right now um but yeah i can if you want me to kind of like go into each of them um i can totally do that yeah if you don't mind going to like each one and like maybe how your body might feel like different during those phases kind of what's happening and even like how to support your body right because it's like Mm -hmm. again we're not really told that we might Or like, why are we feeling different during different cycle? And like, how do we support our body through that? Totally. Yeah. So um, the menstrual cycle is an awesome time to just like kind of shed off um, figuratively and literally you're shedding shedding your um, lining and, you know, you're bleeding. um, And it's a time to really just let go of anything that's not serving you emotionally Um, So a lot of times, like females who are super in tune with their cycles um, and their bodies, it's a really cool time for them to like stay in. It's really not a time to be social. Um, So when you're planning your months out around your cycle, which I really recommend that females, all females do once they get the hang of it, um, is to not schedule anything social during your menstrual. I really suggest that females take this time to kind of just be more inward, um, not do any strenuous uh, physical activity, do more like walks and restorative yoga. Yin yoga is amazing. Um, yeah, just really getting in tune with your body um, in terms of food. It's eating these really grounding, um, nurturing foods, uh, replenishing that iron that you're losing from all the blood that you're losing. So, you know, I have um, actually a, a cycle syncing ebook that 
is linked in my Instagram bio and on my website that people, and we can put, drop that in the notes, but super simple guide um, for people to just match up their cycles. There's a grocery list in there full of foods that um, are good for each of the four cycles. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the menstrual. The menstrual is a really an inward time. It's a time that you're supposed to be you know, kind of just relaxing. And a lot of females feel guilty around that time because they're like, I don't want to work. I don't want to work out. I don't want to do anything. And it's like, if you knew that like, that's how you're supposed to feel, you wouldn't feel so bad about it. You know, Mm -hmm. um, now major period cramps and all of that stuff. Those aren't normal. That's something that society has made us believe like those symptoms are normal. And that's actually due to hormonal imbalances. So through cycle syncing and seed cycling, um, females can really help reduce those symptoms um, significantly. Like I've talked to and helped so many females who are like, oh my gosh, like I was pushing myself through hard workouts during my menstrual cycle, um, which can even reverse um, results. Like if you were working out super hard the whole month, whatever, and then you work out during your menstrual cycle, you can actually like go backwards and revert progress, which is something that I learned from Alyssa Vitti, who's another incredible woman within this realm who's written a bunch of, you know, books and done a bunch of research on this. Um, but anyway, yes. So that's menstrual. The next is the follicular where your energy is starting to increase because you just went from being like so inward and kind of hibernating during your menstrual cycle. So with the follicular, um, you're slowly easing back into it. Um, you're getting a little bit more energy for business. Um, for the business world, it's really good to start like brainstorming and planning out what you want to do for the next uh, few weeks in your business. So it's a really good time to like be planning stuff, um, planning social events for like later in the month when you're really, really energized. Uh, you can slowly get back into like the more um, like cardio workouts for sure during this phase. And uh, the follicular is about a week or so long. And then you hit the ovulatory phase, which is my favorite because, and it, sadly, it's only, it's pretty short. It's only like four or so days, but um, this is like the time that you have the most natural energy. So um, if you're single, it's supposed to be the time that you're going on first dates um, for, you know, in the business world, it's the time that you're supposed to be like, pitching new clients, um, you know, pitching your ideas and proposal decks. Um, you're literally just glowing. Like it's the time where your skin is like the most radiant and beautiful. You, again, you have all this energy. You can do the hit workouts. You can do the cycling. Like you can really push your body during this time. Now, that doesn't mean you should. Like I'd always want to tell people that. Like, yes, you have this, all this energy, but the goal is to not use it all up and burn yourself out, you know? Um, you still got to – still should always practice balance for sure. But if you do like those higher intensity workouts, this is a great time to do it. Um, And then following the ovulatory is the luteal phase, which is right before the menstrual phase. So the luteal phase is the longest. It's two weeks long. Um, The first week, a lot of females still feel like super energized. And then the second week, it starts to die down. Uh, Some females feel you know, their energy died down right away. Um, it's really different for everyone. It's hard. And for all of these phases, I mean, this is all like pretty, it's general, obviously, you know, each female should be in tune with her own body. If she wakes up during the ovulatory phase and she's feeling tired and doesn't want to work out, don't go push yourself through a workout, you know? Um, and in general, if you didn't get a good night's rest the night before and you're feeling sluggish, 
don't put yourself through a workout because your hormones are going to get so stressed out and you're going to really be pumping that like adrenaline and cortisol into your body. And um, I mean, we all know that stress and cortisol, it creates inflammation, inflammation creates disease, um, it can even cause weight gain. So if your goal is to, you know, work out because you want to be healthy and at a healthy weight, um, yeah, working out while you're exhausted or hungover or in the wrong phase is doing worse for your body than good. Um, so that's something very important to to note as well. Um, but yeah, the luteal is amazing. Like it has all of my favorite foods in it, like bananas, chickpeas, sweet potatoes, like all of my favorite foods are during the luteal phase. So I'm like, yes, it's two weeks long. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a time to be like finishing everything up um, in your like workspace. So I mean, we, I've heard this analogy a lot. It's like tying the bow on the box, essentially. So you're getting everything together. You're signing, you know, all of the paperwork. You're crossing all of your T's, dotting your I's, and really wrapping things up before the menstrual, which is where you're just supposed to, like, I mean, in an ideal world, we wouldn't even have to work during our menstrual cycle. And you can just, like, and if you're your own um, boss, like me, like, I really do take those times, uh, like, the menstrual cycle to just, like, chillax and, mm -hmm. you know, not really do much just because you don't, need to be on the go 24 seven. And in fact, when you tap into like, how unique your body is during each of the phases, you're able to optimize your body. So like, if you save all of your brainstorming for, you know, the follicular phase, you're going to get some really good ideas out on the paper, you know, and if you save all of your like, uh, pitching and your first dates and all that stuff during the ovulatory phase, like, you may have a boyfriend at the end of it, or, you know, you may get all of those clients because you are just so radiant and energized. Um, and yeah, so those are the four phases. Um, my cycle syncing guide is I really tried to just like, cause I've spent hours and hours and hours listening to podcasts, um, reading different books and also just practicing this myself. You know, I can't just like preach it. I got to practice it. So I really wanted to create just like a simple guide of all of this information so that, you know, cause I hear this complaint a lot from females. It's like, I don't have time to track my cycle or to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And I'm like, okay, great. I get that. I do have the time and I want to learn all of this stuff. So I went and spent the time and the money learning all of this and I'll create a super simple multiple page like document that you can look, okay, here are my grocery list. Here are some, you know, hormone balancing recipes. Um, also for females who don't fully cycle, uh, whether it's they're on the birth control pill or, um, I mean, for women who are like in menopause, for whatever reason, if you're not cycling, uh, you can cycle with the moon and you won't get the same benefits um, as, you know, having a normal healthy cycle and syncing with that cycle. But cycle syncing with the moon still provides amazing benefits. Uh, seed cycling, no harm can be done, can come from seed cycling, only only positives. So yeah, I always recommend people to seed cycle as well. Um, you know, I've heard so many women just say amazing things about seed cycling, like it cleared their skin up, it took away their period cramps, um, it took away their heavy flows. So it's truly amazing um, what food can do for the body. And you know, cycle syncing has really made me appreciate my body on such a deeper level and really get in tune with it of like, even just like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, my eyes hurt. I'm going to put everything away and not feel guilty about it because, you know, in the long run, well, in the short and the long run, I don't want 
to be burnt out and I don't want to have high cortisol and high blood pressure. I want to just be chill as heck, you know? So I'm going to, when I have the energy to do work, I'm going to work and I'm going to work hard. And then when I am getting that sign from my body, that signal of like, okay, we're tired, then I'm going to put it away so I can recharge. Um, just like we charge our phones, I'm going to recharge for the next day. Mm, I love that. That was like, that's actually such powerful information that you just shared. It's like stuff that, you know, it's too bad that we didn't learn growing up, like how to support our body through mm -hmm. our menstrual cycle. But like all that information you just shared, like just gives us women so much power to like live our life in alignment, really. Yes. Yeah. Can you briefly explain what seed cycling is for those who don't know? Totally. Um, so seed cycling is um so the concept is you eat a tablespoon of their four seeds so there's the sunflower the sesame pumpkin and the flax um and so the sunflower and sesame think about like the two s's they go together and then the pumpkin and the flax go together so um for the first half of your cycle so the menstrual through the follicular you're having a tablespoon of the pumpkin of ground pumpkin seed and ground flax seed a day um and then the second half you're having a uh, a tablespoon of the ground sun sunflower and a tablespoon of the ground sesame. Um, I'm allergic to sesame actually, so I don't do the sesame, but I do the sunflower and I do the pumpkin and the flax. Um, and there is, it's funny that you asked, I am actually putting together right now with my one friend who she's an RD and she actually owns a seed cycling company. So she makes these pre-made bags and um, they're incredible. I mean, it's so easy to just scoop two tablespoons into your smoothie on top of your toast, um, into oatmeal, chia pudding. Like there's so many different ways that you can use it. And but anyway, I mean, there's so much science behind it and we're actually putting together um, all of our resources right now because we, this is such secret info, but we may be on this TV show here in the States. Um, I can't say the name, but we may get our own um, segment on it about seed cycling. So yeah, there's, I mean, seed cycling is just like the compounds in these seeds go to support your um, ever-changing hormones because female hormones change on a daily basis, whereas males, they're, they change on a 24-hour, like they cycle on a 24-hour um, rhythm. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and females, um, our hormones change every single day. We cycle 28 days. So, um, and that's again, like the concept behind seed cycling and cycle thinking is like, you shouldn't be eating the same foods every day. Um, you know, and you shouldn't be exercising the same way necessarily like between the cycles, uh, because your hormones are so different, you know, like, why would you eat this and work out this way when you have all this energy as to like when you're, you know, on your period. So that's kind of like the the idea behind it um, in like the simplest way. Like that's what I always ask people when, if I don't want to get into like the science behind it, I'm like, well, like if you're different, you know, this day than this day, why would you act the same? And they're like, oh, well, yeah, that, that does make sense. <laughs> you know, like that's literally the simplest way to put it, but so true. Um, but yeah, so sea cycling is amazing. And I would love to also like we can drop in the notes um, the blends yes. because not everyone um, like has the patience to like grind up their uh, their nuts and seeds, which is totally fine. Like I kind of get lazy with it too. Oh, I should mention your seeds should be either soaked or um, they should be grinded up to get all of like the nutrients out of it. 
Yeah, because I think people sometimes get confused. They're like, well, can I just have like a handful of like pumpkin seeds and like handful right. of sesame seeds and move on with your my day? But right, and it's like you can, you can, but to get like the max benefits, it's like the same thing with chia seeds. Like yes. uh, chia seeds, like soaking them or um, you know, getting that fine ground. That's why like a lot of companies even just sell like flax seed, like ground flax seed and ground chia seed. Um, so it just cuts out that whole step for you. Yes. And making sure that you keep them like, like flax, especially like cold, like in a fridge or freezer if you can, so that it doesn't go rancid. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing. It's like, I, how are you supposed to know if you're like not someone that like is told this, right? Right. I know. I actually just learned that two days ago myself. So I've been eating chia seeds and flax seeds for, you know, like years. And I just found that out. Um, and I don't know why I didn't think of that because the, the seed blends, you're yeah. even supposed to put them in the refrigerator after you open them. But I just like never thought to do that for my straight up ground flax seed. I'm like, duh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. But like, I mean, how are we supposed to like know all this information? Right. Like that's why right. it's helpful to have like people like us. Yeah, exactly. It will help support you so that you don't have to guess what to do. Yes. Every day. <laughs> oh my um, gosh, exactly. Yeah. So how would you recommend women track their cycle if they're like, have no idea what's going on with their body? Um, so a great way to track all there's, there are so many apps out there. Um, natural cycles is a great app. I love that app. So that comes with a basal, um, thermometer. So that's where you measure your basal body temperature, which can help predict when you're ovulating or not. Um, and so anyway, they also have this great app that goes along with it that you can track like your cervical mucus for that day, um, how you slept, how you're feeling and, extra like space to write notes about like anything else going on so that's super a great way to track your cycle um i've tried a couple of different apps not all of them like i said there are so many out there um natural cycles i really do like them um and people can also use my code um i believe it's mc20 um and they get a free thermometer and they get 20 percent off their first month of the app so um yeah people love that app it's great if you if you use it correctly um also you can just like keep track yourself you know like I journal every single morning so I pretty much always write like as well like what to what my discharge was um how I'm feeling um anything else that could be affecting how I'm feeling like how did I sleep last night you know did I go out with friends the night before so um I recommend people use an app um unless you are like super diligent and you know that you can do it yourself and apps are so easy nowadays. They make it so easy. We're so connected to our phones. Just pick up your phone and write, you know, jot down a couple of notes. So I like yeah. that one a lot. I'll make sure I include that one you mentioned in the show notes and we can make sure we put the right code in. So if people want to check that out, then they can do it that way as well. Awesome. Um, yeah. So kind of final question, because I know that you're really into like mindset work and meditation. So how do you, I guess, use mindset as a way to also like support your overall health, your hormone health, because as we know, things like stress and anxiety and hormones and digestion are all so connected. Yes, that's a great question. Um, I, so when I meditate, I always have an intention. And so lately, um, you know, I've been meditating a lot on balanced hormones. So literally it's just meditating, sitting with myself, and tuning everything out for like five to 10 minutes at a time and meditating on like, my body is healthy. Like repeating these positive mantras and affirmations. My body is healthy. My hormones are balanced. My digestive system is healthy and working. Um, 
my hair is growing because you know birth control affects your hair growth so like my hair is thick it's strong and it's growing and my skin is radiant and it's uh it's clear so like really just telling yourself all of this because our body you know and mind are all within the same object you know so to think that our body and our mind aren't connected is just silly, you know, like our body and our mind are so connected. Um, and there are incredible miraculous stories of people like literally curing and reversing diseases, be, like in a huge part of it was meditation. And that's also a side note. That's how you know you have a good doctor is when they a part of their treatment protocol and their healing, I like to say healing protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, for you includes like yoga and meditation, because if you are stressed out in your head, then your brain is going to signal to your hormones to amp up, to start, you know, pumping out more cortisol, start pumping up more adrenaline. Um, then you're going to get inflamed and then inflammation can lead to a whole, you know, assortment of disease. So, uh, yeah, I tell people like, you know, just meditate, even if it's for five minutes a day and all you're doing is breathing. Or maybe all you're doing is just talking positively to yourself like I do. Like, I'm healthy. My hormones are healthy. You know, I'm safe. I'm no longer on the pill. Like, whatever it can be. Um, And I actually have a a YouTube channel with some meditation videos, guided ones for people. And it's just Madeline's cookbook on YouTube as well. Trying to keep the brand the same across all platforms. Um, And yeah, so I, yeah, meditation should be a part of everyone's life. Mm, Love that. Well. Thank you so much for sharing all these great tips and also your personal journey. Everything that you shared today was just like, I know going to be so helpful for so many women. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, Well, thank you for those sweet words. And thank you for having me. It's been such a blast. Um, People can find me on Instagram at Madeline's underscore cookbook. And uh, yeah, my YouTube is Madeline's cookbook. For anyone who is a big pinner on Pinterest, I'm also on Pinterest, Madeline's Cookbook. Um, And my website is Madeline's Cookbook. But if people go to my Instagram and they click the link in my Instagram bio, it'll bring up a link tree with direct links to like my website, my YouTube podcast that I've been featured in, news features, like literally anything that I've done that I think is relevant is in there. Well, thank you so, so much. I just enjoyed this so much. And yeah, I can't wait to do this again. Of course. Thank you so much. And yeah, we'll have to do it again. We can, if people love it and like want me to talk about something specific when it comes to hormones, we can hop back on and chat about that. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and don't forget to join the conversation over on socials at Simply Nick Nutrition and online at simplynicknutrition.com.